Welcome to Jay's Movie Talk, episode 45, where I'll be talking Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, Before I get into the topic of the episode, I just want to kind of recap um, the month of October, uh, since it is Halloween now. Um, just want to recap for this month, 31 Days of Horror. Um, it started out like a general year that a normal year that I would usually do um the 31 days of horror where I would watch a horror movie at least once a day unfortunately this year it did not pan out like that I didn't even watch half of the movies that I planned on watching but that's because uh like I mentioned in the previous episode that work got in the way of this you know so I didn't really get to do it the way I wanted to this year um but I did get to see a few good horror movies. Some most, well, actually, all of the ones that I watched this month were only the ones that I've seen before. Um, so, like I said, I didn't get a chance to watch any of the ones that I really wanted to watch. And as far as new new movies that I said, like in previous episodes too, where I would try to fit in some new ones that I hadn't seen. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to do that. Maybe later, um, sometime down the road, I probably will, or probably next year. For October, 31 Days of Horror, I will get to, to, to some of the newer ones that I didn't get a chance this month. Um, but I did like interacting on Twitter with people as far as the hashtag 31 Days of Horror, as well as um, the different, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the different live tweets that um, certain um, people were doing for various horror movies. I enjoyed the one that I participated in for um, Friday the 13th Part 7, uh, The New Blood. That was a good one, which was uh, hosted by one of the co-hosts from Girls Will Be Goose. I really get an enjoyment out of doing those type of live tweets. And maybe one day uh, for an episode of mine, I actually might uh, do a live tweet um, for a movie before I actually uh, record an episode. <clears throat> And I've also kind of been thinking about doing a, a commentary, a movie commentary episode, but I really haven't really thought that out too much. Um, I don't know exactly if, if I would do that, and if I did, I'd probably do it with someone else. I wouldn't do it alone, I don't think. But uh, that's just me kind of brainstorming. Um, I do want to mention that I have started uh, my coverage of The Walking Dead over at uh, Core Temp Arts uh network for their podcast of tv ate my brain along with my co-host for the walking dead season seven uh one peter who is a frequent guest on j movie talk that you've heard in previous episodes uh, and, and will be returning to j movie talk at some point in the near future i want to say um we as, as of this recording now we should be um at least one episode in and probably have will record it episode two um i won't talk too much about um the first episode of walking dead here if you want to hear our thoughts on episode one of the walking dead the day will come when you won't be go over to tv ate my brain coretemparts.com is where you can find our episodes uh for the walking dead <clears throat> and various other um shows from tv8 my brand that multi host cover as well on there is really good podcast and network of uh podcasters who do great jobs on all the different shows and different things that are covered over there so definitely check out coretemparts.com 
and check out the various podcasts as well as TV Ate My Brain and the various TV shows that are covered on TV Ate My Brain. So getting into the main topic of this episode, which is the controversial Halloween 3, which John Carpenter and Deborah Hill produced, but John Carpenter did not direct. The directing reins were turned over to one Tommy Lee Wallace, who is best known for his involvement with a few of other uh, John Carpenter, Deborah Hill productions, and his uh, heavily involvement in the Halloween, the original Halloween movie. So before I actually get into the um, the rundown, like of what I'm going to talk about for this, uh, let's go through the cast real quick because there is no Michael Myers. Um, just get that out of the way right now. But the cast contains um, of one Tom Atkins, who I'm a big fan of, by the way. Um, I enjoy quite a few of his movies. He's uh, Dr. Dan Chalice. And then you have Stacey Milken as Ellie Grimberg. You have Dan O'Hillary as Car- Connell Cochran. I always want to say Colonel Cochran for some reason, but it's Con- I think it is Colonel, but it's Connell. That's how it's spelled. I don't know. But um, that's pretty much your main characters that really needs any recognition. Um, also, there are appearances by Dick Warlock, who is Michael Myers from Halloween 2 as well. He's a well-known stuntman as well. And you have um, a special appearance by Jamie Lee Curtis as the curfew announcer from uh, the Silver Shamrock um, factory. And also, um, what's the actress name that played Annie in Halloween and Halloween 2? Nancy Keys as Linda Chalice. Uh, Dan Chalice's estranged wife. Um, so that's that's pretty much like I said, that's pretty much the main cast or whatnot for Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Um, I have to talk about the original concept for this movie. John Carpenter's original concept, which I think I talked a little bit about in my John Carpenter episode, his original concept for after the after what happened with Halloween Two, Michael Myers was dead. He was dead as dead can be. He was burned up. Dr. Loomis was dead. That story was over. But John Carpenter, he wanted to make somewhat of an anthology series continuing under the umbrella of Halloween. So that's how we get Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which was going to be a completely different story, which it is. And each Halloween movie that followed after was going to be a different movie that revolved around Halloween. But unfortunately, because of the fact that people wanted more Michael Myers... We this movie was a complete bomb failure and just kind of ruined that whole idea. But once again, like I said too in the John Carpenter episode, is that John Carpenter was a little bit ahead of his time with certain movies that he did because I believe if he would have done this movie now, because you have anthology series, um, and I'm talking about the movie Trick or Treat, which was an anthology uh, movie in itself. Um, And then with the TV series uh, American Horror Story, which is an anthology series, which each season is about a different, you know, subject with different with some same care actors showing up in different seasons. But it's different characters because each season is has a different storyline. So I think if if this movie that came out now, it would have been 
probably better received. But at that time, people didn't want to see didn't want to see this. They wanted to see strictly Michael Myers. So the opening scene of this movie is where this guy on October 23rd, um, because the date is is shown, is October 23rd, and this guy is running. He's scared. He's and he's being chased by these men and we don't know exactly what's going on all we know is he has this halloween mask and he's very frantic and he comes upon this um this guy who works at a um like a body shop or something like that and he he's very you know he's scared to death and the guy gets him to the hospital he's just frantic or whatnot and while he's in the hospital um, this is where we're introduced to Tom Atkins, who's the doctor of the hospital, well, one of the doctors, but he's the one that we're focused on. Um, he's watching over this guy, and while uh, Dan Chalice is sleeping and everyone's kind of going about their nightly routine, uh, one of the guys that were chasing him manages to sneak into his room and kills him. And then in a weird scene he go the guy who did the killing he goes out into his car sets himself on fire and blows him and blows himself up in the car um so after that um you know this is where things kind of get rolled because like what exactly is going on here but i have to mention that there are a few connections to the first two halloween movies to this movie i know a lot of people say oh michael myers isn't in this movie well that is true but Michael Myers does make an make two appearances in this movie, um, which is kind of funny in a sense because it's almost like Michael Myers. The Halloween, the two Halloween movies, or well, at least Halloween, is a fictional story, but this is a real story. Um, Halloween three. That's how it's portrayed. That the Halloween movie is a movie inside this season of the witch universe. It's a Halloween is a movie, so it's you know or whatnot, but. Um, in regards to the connection, you have Jamie Lee Curtis who makes a voice cameo here. You have Nancy Keys Annie. She is Linda Chalice, Dan Chalice's wife. And you have um, Dick Warlock who played Michael Myers in Halloween 2. He shows up here as well. And there's also a scene of Halloween, well, two scenes of Halloween in this movie because. Um, and it's both scenes from on the TV of where we see the movie of Halloween. So there are, like I say, connections to the Halloween movies in Season of the Witch. So I just had to throw that in there. Um, I do want to talk about uh, Tom Atkins' character of Dan Chalice, who basically is probably one of the is one doctor that you never actually see him dealing with any patients. Really, um, he he's supposed to be a doctor. They say he's a doctor, but you never see him doing anything that a doctor would do. He's almost more of like a private detective in a sense. I think if he would have been more of a private detective in this movie, it made more sense because that's basically what he does. He he has that way about him. Uh, but but in regards to Dan Chalice and women, he, I mean, he's supposed to be, I, I mean, it's never fully explained, but I think him and Linda um, are supposed to be, they're married, but it's almost like they're separated in a sense. Um, it's kind of weird in a way but they never really go into that we don't get too much of his family we just know that they have problems in a sense but um we do know that he is he has a, a relationship with one of the um one of the women who works at the hospital we know this and when ellie shows up she uh who is the daughter of the man who 
we we see in the opening scene that's frantically running for his life when she shows up they form a relationship very quickly as as well um they didn't kind of waste no time with with their relationship um which i thought was interesting too because they just meet and they meet by chance and it's in regards to the death of her father and then when they go on you know the, you know on the search to find out what exactly led him to end up being in this hospital and what got him killed and they end up at this motel they quickly you know end up in bed together which was which is kind of funny in a sense um or whatnot um and speaking of uh the character Ellie, i have to talk about uh stacy um nelkin here uh don't really think i've seen anything with her i looked through her filmography and i don't remember any, anything that i've really seen her in i'm gonna have to look again just to make sure but as far as anything i don't i think this is the only thing that i've ever seen her in um she was a very attractive woman in this movie her character was somewhat interesting um as well but i'll probably talk a little bit more about that uh later on um but once again it is interesting in the two movies that tom at well two of the three movies that tom atkins appear in that uh, john carpenter involved in his character, who is a much older guy, finds himself involved with a younger woman. And I don't know if that was on purpose, because what I'm referencing to is that his character in The Fog, who's a truck driver, you know, he gets involved with um, Jamie Lee Curtis' character, who was very young, a younger woman than he was. And the same thing happens here. And there's almost a somewhat comparison, you know, uh, between... Uh, the two characters from The Fog uh, that Tom Atkins and Sam, um, Jamie Lee Curtis play. And then also the two characters here, once again, Tom Atkins and in the role of what I consider the Jamie Lee Curtis role that Stacey Nelkin plays. There are a few similarities in how they kind of form a relationship very quickly. Um, I noticed that, like I said, I don't know if that was done on purpose or if that's just how it worked out. Um, I do want to talk about the social commentary in this movie. Once again, Carpenter was known for his social commentary. And for anyone who heard my takeover episode of Peter's podcast, Hydrate Level 4, where I did review They Live, I talked a lot about the social commentary in that episode. And in this movie, there is a lot of social commentary as well. And this in the form of consumerism as far as things being geared toward kids and kids being the focus and everything being toward children. Um... And like I said, the commentary here is very, very, you know, important and and still very relevant to today, like how things are marketed and geared towards kids. But the the dark under overtones of, you know, uh, the consumerism here towards kids makes it even more scary in a sense when you when you realize, you know, exactly what is going on here and how it's portrayed. Um, I've always been intrigued at how. You know they came up with that but like i said I, I i get it and i understand i don't know for anyone who watched this movie and truly understand that or whatnot because i know a lot of people were not a fans of this movie but i know in recent years more people like myself have come around to enjoying this movie for what it is and look at it completely separate from the michael myers halloween this is a halloween movie you know unto itself it just unfortunate that it is involved in the halloween franchise because of the fact that it has nothing to do with michael myers but 
Season of the Witch, it is a very good movie. Um, but okay, I have to talk about. I can't do this episode and not mention a freaking Sil- Silver Shamrock song. <laughs> which plays countless throughout the movie and when you watch the movie or whatnot you hear that song so many times even after you finish watching the movie that silver shamrock song is it basically ingrained in your mind but once again that falls into that consumerism that um you know you know basically you hear it so much it gets ingrained in your mind to the point of well you just have to get this so it's a form of control in a sense whereas uh, making the parents you know buy for their children um that's that's something i took away from that i don't know how others might have interpreted that but that's what i would take from that so we have to talk about the the big bad villain of this and not michael myers but in the form of colonel cochran the old man from robocop um is probably what he's best known from as well um him as the villain of cochran I thought it was interesting. He's very business-like. He's almost, um, I want I don't want to say his name. He shall not be uh, named, but you know exactly who I'm talking about. Some guy that wants to be president. Um, <clears throat> but you kind of give off a little vibes of him, and this is in the 1980s. So I feel like the 80s have been kind of in the 80s in a sense have been preparing us for this moment in history i guess some kind of way but i guess we didn't really um listen to the warning signs but anyway um cochran you know he's basically he basically lets his plan be known that he's a he's somewhat of a witch i guess and his whole objective is to mass kill a bunch of kids on halloween night do I need a reason? Mr. Kupfer was right, you know. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. But there's a better reason. You don't really know much about Halloween. You thought no further than the strange custom of having your children wear masks and go out begging for candy. It was the start of the year in our old Celtic lands, and we'd be waiting in our houses of wattles and clay. The barriers would be down, you see, between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in to sit by our fires of turf. Halloween. The festival of Samhain. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children. The sacrifices to the part of our world, our craft. Witchcraft? To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. It's not so different now. It's time again. In the end, 
We don't decide these things, you know. The planets do. They're in alignment. And it's time again. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. I just thought it was very interesting. But I will say this. Watching this movie again after watching the series of Stranger Things, I wonder if they if the creators of Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers, if they watched Halloween three and they saw how Cochran looked and said, Hey, we're gonna model Matthew Modine's character look off of Cochran because if you when you look at Cochran, then you look at Matthew Modine's character from Stranger Things. They look very similar. All the way to the to the white hair they they look very very similar so i don't know if if that was a thing but once but and also the guy the, the robots because that's what they are in this movie the uh, cochran's henchmen they're basically robots um they look very much like the um the guys from the shop in uh firestar firestarter they look very much like that um so there's a lot of connections to these 80s movies a lot of them um so kind of going through this a little bit um not covering the movie completely but uh i have to talk about the cup cuffer cuffer family death scene which is the family who was one of um cochran's silver shamrock company's uh biggest sellers the husband buddy he he was like their biggest seller or whatnot but for some reason I don't know if because he was the biggest seller and maybe he didn't want him to be the biggest seller. Um, he Cochran kills him and his family, um, which in that scene is probably one of the craziest scenes you probably ever see. And with the Halloween mask and how it shows exactly what these masks will do to all the kids around. I'm on. Well, I don't know if it's in the world or if it's just in the United States. I can't remember. If, if it was explained, if it was just United States based, or if it was all around the world, um, but when we get this experience, what exactly, how he's exactly is going to kill these kids is very terrifying in a way, and how the thing basically shrinks um, little buddy's head and he falls down, and then all these these like reptiles and insects come out of the and and everything, and it's just a surreal type scene. Um, it's probably one of the best scenes in the movie as well um and and also too uh okay there was there was a big chunk of this movie where once uh chalice and ellie get into the silver sandrock um factory ellie goes missing for a big chunk of this movie okay chalice gets kidnapped and cochran reveals his evil uh james bond villain type evil plan to chalice and everything telling him about what he's gonna do and the meaning of halloween and sam hain and you know everything like that right so in the process of this while chalice is tied up he manages to get free and he finds ellie you know who had been taken by cochran goons and she's laying on his bed on his table or whatnot and uh, excuse me, he, uh, Chalice and her, you know, they defeat the evil Cochran, and Cochran either disappears or incinerates, or some weird weirdness that happens at the end in regards to his, uh, character. I, I still never fully understand what exactly happens to him and how that actually plays out, but it happens, his character disappears, and everything blows up, right? So, you know, we think that, uh, 
everything is good. Chalice and Ellie are driving back to Northern California, wherever they are in California. And in the process, there's, there's a twist where Ellie attacks Chalice. Gotta do something. Call somebody, huh? Ellie, you all right? Apparently, she had been killed, and they made a a robot of her either very fast or the whole time Ellie was a robot herself, and they just reprogrammed her, which means that Dan Chalice had sex with a robot, which I, I don't know, but it's never fully explained, and we never really under, you know understand exactly. If she was real, when, how was it that they was able to make a robot of her so fast? And if she was a robot, she was sent to the hospital, I guess, to find out who exactly knew anything about what was going on. But why bring them back and, you know, and then try to have them killed off? So it's, it, it, in regards to her twist of her being a robot, it kind of leaves more questions than answers or whatnot. But I will say that whole scene of where... She attacks Chalice. It's almost very much like when Ash attacked uh, Ripley and revealed that he was a robot and alien. It's very reminiscent of that. Um, so after this, we kind of have this full circle type of ending where now it's Dan Chalice who's running frantically. And he ends up at the same uh, mechanic shop or gas station or whatever it was where this uh where this, the same guy is actually working and he tells him that he needs the phone he needs to call the he needs to call the tv stations and get them to stop broadcasting those commercials if it goes out it means the death of millions of people everyone watching don't you understand that Say it's a bomb, then say say whatever you want. Say whatever you like. Just get it off the air. Please, you just... I, no, no, I can't prove it. You've got to believe me. Believe me. Take it off the air now, please. You've got to. It means... Please excuse the interruption. We're having technical problems. Please stand by. It's time. It's time. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Dark masks, gather round your TV set. Put on your masks and watch. All witches, all skeletons, all jack-o'-lanterns. The third commercial, it's still on. Please, take off the third channel. The third channel, it's still running. Stop it, please. For God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. You've got to... Please, stop it. Stop it now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. 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 And the ending of this movie is one that it stays with you because you they leave it very ambiguous 
of whether or not that last final commercial is taken off and that's how the movie go off so we never know if he's actually if he succeeds with stopping Cochran's plan or if he or if it actually goes through and we see and everything that Cochran wanted to happen you know actually happened does Cochran win in the end or does you know Dan stop you know this whole mass killing of kids to happen we honestly do not know um, so I thought it was very interesting how they did that. Um, so that's pretty much my thinking on Halloween three season of the witch. Um, this is kind of a short episode, the Halloween episode. Um, I didn't really want to go too long, um, on this, just kind of wanted to get in and get out in a sense. Um, if you have any, um, thoughts or opinions on Halloween three season of the witch, you can definitely hit me up on Twitter at J movie talk and let me know your thoughts on this movie. Because like I say, I know that this movie is a very controversial in the sense that it's somewhat a black sheep of the Halloween franchise, even though it's like I said, it's not Michael Myers. It's somewhat of a black sheep in the series. It's probably not as bad as how people feel about Halloween resurrection or Halloween five or Rob zombies, redneck hill remakes um as i like to call them <laughs> um but if i had to pick a favorite character i would have to go with dan chalice he tom atkins i mean tom atkins is is one of my favorite 80s uh actors um or whatnot he plays some very good movies this one one of them this is probably one of his better characters he was just like a every man in this movie or whatnot um he didn't do anything that was you know that made him seem like a hero he was all you know he was a he just found himself in a bad situation, and but he seemed like a regular guy. He he had uh, family issues. He, you know, he was a womanizer or whatnot. You know, he was a alcohol. He was a drinker and everything. But he was very uh, savvy too. So that's one thing I was like I liked about his character in this. Um, as far as a movie rating on a scale of one to five, I probably give it a solid three. Um, it's not a great great movie, and like I say, it leaves. Especially toward the end, it leaves uh, more questions than answers, but I think that kind of fits in line with what Carpenter's original vision was, that things were going to be kind of left open-ended and make you think a little bit after seeing the movie or whatnot. So um, that's pretty much my thoughts on Halloween 3 Season of Witch, like I said. Um, you can check me out on Twitter at J Movie Talk or also my personal um page uh, at the J Giles. Um you can follow on Instagram at JMT Podcast. Also on Facebook you can follow the Keaton J group uh page as well. Um where we kind of post a lot on there and I'm trying to get that the group thing going more so that's one reason you're gonna start hearing me plug the group um profile page on um Facebook. You know, get in there and, you know, people can get active and everything like that. And also check out uh, J Movie Talk uh, on Facebook. Give us some likes where I post a lot of stuff on there as well. Um, you can check out all my episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Um, and like I said, too, I'm plugging um, TV Eat My Brain once again. You can find that on CoreTempArts.com uh, as well as Stitcher Radio under TV Ate My Brain. Um, you can check out the Walking Dead episodes that I'm hosting as well as a slew of other TV shows where you have 
Uh, right now, you have the new series of Insecure being uh, reviewed. You have The Exorcist. You have uh, Timeless Frequency. The TV series Atlanta is being covered as well. Really good um, podcast. And if you're fans of those shows, definitely check out those podcasts and listen to um, the hosts as they you know break down in various different ways of the TV shows as well. Um, so I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, I enjoyed somewhat the 31 days of horror. Um, like I said, I didn't get to enjoy it the way I wanted to, but I still enjoyed it just enough. And I will catch you guys for episode 46, which I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do for November. I don't know, but maybe I'll think of it. I have time to think about it and see where I go from there. Maybe I will do another one of my, um, trilogy of episodes where i um you know pick either well i did two i did directors already i did two of those so maybe i do an actor or actress as far as movies and do something like that or something else or maybe i do a list or something i haven't decided but when i when i know you guys will know so i will catch you guys next time peace Thank you.